1: in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com.
2: I know what East Asians love, they love Pirates
3: of the Caribbean. Maybe it was marketed wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Put Sebastian in the forefront. You know? Yeah. I don't know. They're just like, dude, I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> They yeah. thought this was a fucking Netflix a Netflix food just, documentary, a, a chef's no, table. They thought it was like a mukbang. Yeah, <laughs> seafood. Oh, <laughs> these mukbangs are new. In five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. Back with my reoccurring co-host Ed Park, VP, my friends. Last What's week, up, guys, or well, it was two weeks before this. I did a solo podcast because I fucking <laughs> forgot. I, I miscalculated the amount of time that I was gone mm. and like how many episodes I had in the bag left. And so literally the day before, I just was like, okay, I'm just gonna talk to the camera by myself right. for half an hour. And that was hard, dude. Would you have pulled something
2: else out of the bag? Like here's a podcast from six months ago I didn't yeah. release.
3: <laughs> there's, there's a few, but I can't release those ones. Yeah, yeah. There's like. <laughs> There's the one with I still had the podcast with that one uh porn star that tried to fucking you know blackmail me and yeah. shit. you wanna hear something fucking funny, so she that girl she met somebody that we mutually know, mm-hmm. right. And he came up to me. He was like, hey, do you know this girl? I'm like, who? But I don't actually know her name. Like, right, I, right. I, you didn't know her real name? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know her fucking real name. And I'm forgetting what her alias is because yeah. we never got that far into the podcast before she started breaking down and crying about having like a manic depressive episode. And I already told him about this girl specifically in the past when it happened because I was just pissed, yeah. right? Because of what she was trying to do. It was fucking terrible, A terrible human being. And so he's like laughing and he goes, do you know what she said to me? She goes, oh, I was like, I'm not sure if you know who I am, but uh, I know your friend, David So. And then he's like, oh, how how do you know him? He's like, oh, he's mean, he made me cry. (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) He's a meanie, he made me cry. I'm like, you fucking bitch. You psychotic bitch. I could literally ruin your, I could release that shit and ruin your whole fucking life. Try to blackmail me. Did I make you cry or did you have an episode? Exactly. (laughs) It was the weird, when he mentioned her, but I I don't remember what her name was, but I remember I started sweating. Right. Because that was one of the most, probably I'd say like in entertainment wise the most traumatizing experience ever. Especially because at the time the Me Too movement was so strong. Mm. Even if that, and I had all the evidence out people still wouldn't have cared at that time because people were so yeah. crazy, right? And so she was ready to falsely me to you? Well, she was trying to do it, but then obviously she messaged all my close friends or whatever, right, in mm-hmm. the entertainment space. And she started spinning this whole narrative and they all just blocked her. Because, you know, right. we're all close. They're like, yeah. like no way, David. <laughs> David, out of all people, please block. Right, right you know, right. And they messaged me and they told me, I was like, hey, do you know this girl? So, like, She's saying crazy shit. I was like, bro. And I showed them the clip of her like, the crazy stuff, and so I have it saved in a hard drive <laughs> just in case. <laughs> yeah. Just and you in need fucking a lawyer case. up, exactly. And you need evidence because yeah. I have cold, hard evidence of that shit. And then, uh, if you guys remember the podcast after, even after this whole thing, and I said, "Hey, you know what? Like this is this is not cool or whatever." I forgot what the conversation was, and then she goes, "Hey, let's run it back and let's do another podcast." <laughs> promise i won't try to extort you yeah like and then her other friend was like yeah it's okay we're i I specifically remember her saying this. she goes yeah don't worry about it this time it's gonna be so much better because i'm all about my money oh gosh what the fuck are you what are you selling (laughs) <laughs> yeah, what are you saying, you fucking crazy person? You're gonna be like, oh, she's on the grind. All right, yeah. let's do this
2: <laughs> grind time. <laughs> like, she's an independent woman. Tam- All right,
3: let's do it. <laughs> uh, it was it was probably one of the weirdest experiences ever, man. um But uh, <laughs> did on uh, when I was like in Japan, like the only sense of like social media I had, like I feel like there's like this obligation that I do some social media here and there. Yeah. Just like tweeted a few things, just random fucking thoughts because I literally don't care anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no need for political correctness. I don't know where this personal career of mine is gonna go. Yeah, (laughs) I have this podcast, I enjoy it, but um, there's this guy that uh, popped up on my feed, and you know, I went into a little. I was like, oh, this guy does like food reviews. Let me see, and I didn't like his food reviews at all. But then he put he put out this video saying that I went to L.A. and L.A. has no good food whatsoever. (laughs) Yikes! As a food critic. <laughs> Yikes. Right. I was like, what? I was like, is this a fucking joke? And so I kind of tweeted, I was like, hey, this guy, and he's a nice dude, by the way. I actually don't dislike him at all. There's nothing to dislike about anybody who does food reviews, yeah. right? You just disagree with what they do because their job is to critique things and give an opinion. So I feel like it's completely okay for me to give a rebuttal, a, a, like a rebuttal or yeah. opinion about the stuff that he does, right? Because essentially,
2: yeah. Yeah, that's what he does yeah. for a
3: living, right? So it's p- completely fine. And I tweeted, I was like, I don't think I really like like this guy's food reviews it's basic as fuck you know he's very particular only about the food that he likes and he also said there's no good food in LA which is ridiculous for a food critic right and like a majority of people agree but there's a small set that like this is an L take you don't even know him blah blah he goes he's just giving his opinion I'm like yeah that's what he's supposed to do as a food critic (laughs) give his opinion and then I as a person outside who watches his content also, give my opinion. So
2: what's the need to have to defend a critic? I
3: don't understand. Yeah, it's like you're not, you're not like stopping him from giving his exactly. opinion. Exactly. I didn't yet. say he was a bad person. It's not anything like that. I just like I disagree with his stuff. Mm-hmm. But then what I found out was this. He blew up because he uh, shed light onto like a failing business. And then they blew up and they got to uh, basically get a leg up again because yeah. of him. So he has like this positive aura about him, right? Mm. I wasn't a part of that fucking wave. yeah, I don't know. And so the other people who agree with me, they don't know about this backstory. So people kind of fell in love with him because of this philanthropy that he was a part of, right right? I just know him for just food reviews and food critiques, which yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what he wants. You know what I mean? And so when I was trying to figure out, like, am I saying something super out of pocket? And then a fan explained to me, I was like, oh, he blew up because he did this super positive thing. Oh, so So he's on (laughs) anybody who critiques him, they're just going to come after you. So it doesn't matter. It's like most people agree with this, but they just won't say it. I'm like, oh, I I see what it is. Like, I get it 100%. You know what I mean? And then somebody responded back to me. They go like, how could you fucking attack him? Attack him? I wasn't attacking him. I was just giving you my opinion about his food reviews, you know? Yeah,
2: man. I mean, people just look at, you know, these celebrities or whoever the fuck they are on this two-dimensional space in the palm of their hand and they fucking worship them. Yeah. It's like,
3: can you, can you guys not? Dude, the (laughs) the funniest thing this person wrote, they're like, how can you bully him? Like, he's on the spectrum. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, hey, guess what? Surprise, bitch. Me too. Yeah.
2: Guys. me too
3: supposed to know. spectrum versus spectrum who got the best wi-fi yeah. let's go <laughs> it, it, it's a spectrum battle let's go you better defend the fuck out of oh, me too man i'm high on the spectrum motherfucker
2: yeah, yeah different
3: takes yeah. <laughs> different waves bro that's what we should do yeah. yeah. food reviews who's with two guys who's on the spectrum <laughs> because i, I like the guy i was like oh he's like really Very soft-spoken and really kind. I was just like, yeah, I just don't like his food reviews. Like, I just don't think they offer anything. But I found out, too, he's... You know Kevin Lee from the UFC? Yeah, yeah. That's his brother. Okay. So his brother does food reviews? Yeah, his brother does food reviews. Oh, okay. Well, I was like, oh, that's pretty fucking cool. And I wasn't making an opinion about him as a person. I just wrote, like, a little comment like that. you can't say just a blanketed statement like LA is... There's no good food. For me, it was shocking as somebody yeah. who is uh, who I thought was a food critic, like a self-proclaimed food critic, to come to Los Angeles and said, there's absolutely no good food here, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Which is insane. And I say that as somebody, I'm not from Los Angeles. Right. Because what are the other comments? Oh, everybody who's upset is from Los Angeles. No, I'm not from LA. <laughs> I'm just saying like anybody who enjoys good food, people around the world go to Los Angeles to eat food around the world. Yeah, people travel. What in the God fucking name are you talking about? LA has no good food. Like I said, that's his opinion. That's perfectly fine. I'm just saying for a food critic to say that blew my mind. You know, so I'm like, oh, that doesn't make sense to me. That's kind of like how, um,
2: okay, this is a messed up situation. So Chef Roy Choi he had this uh, restaurant open up in South Central LA, like in the hood, and he'd hire the kids in the neighborhood to learn how to work and how to get a job and how to make a resume. It was just a neighborhood project. It was doing good things. This guy from the New York Times got on a fucking airplane, flew to LA, you know, took a, got a ride down to his restaurant, South Central LA, ate the food. Wrote the shittiest review ever. He said, this food is fucking terrible. Got back on airplane. He's back in New York. God (laughs) damn. And the New York Times published this article shitting on Chef Roy Choi's food. Now, here we go. I'm not a fan of his food as as a person who's tried out many of his different establishments. But then it's like the the, the fact that it's a project, like this entrepreneurial project. Yeah this neighborhood like project to help people and then he just tells everybody in the whole world hey this food fucking sucks <laughs> <laughs> and everyone took a shit on that food critic like dog is that what you're supposed to do as a food critic
3: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like okay shit. <laughs> that's like you going to the homeless shelter <laughs> you know people are Passing out the food, he goes to the homeless. He goes down to Skid Row, right? Yeah. He goes there. He goes <laughs> to Takes the, the blanket at the, the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, he fucking spits it, throws it on the floor. Wears his New York Times review for the soup kitchen and fucking, in fucking downtown. LA. Oh my gosh! But I feel like that's it's how people like, were treating me. I was like, oh, it's like, dude, he's on another level of Yelp reviewers. Yeah, it's like. like Dog. <laughs> dog, that's actually pretty funny. For uh, I would love for somebody to just do a food reviews of soup kitchens. <laughs> soup kitchens. That would be fucking hilarious. Send foods episode out of food dog. Kitchen. If there's I one, dare you to pitch that, dude. <laughs> if there's an asshole out there that wants to do fucking food reviews of soup kitchens. <laughs> you should fucking do it. I don't have the heart to do it. Yeah. But if you're fucking like on the spectrum enough to do yeah. it, then fucking god be with you dude oh, that's what i felt like people were mad at me about so i really yeah. had to do a deep dive i'm like well, did i say something crazy here right yeah. and it was because of that one thing that he did <laughs> yeah, that right. that had, people have an emotional tie to him but then dog i got a couple of messages where people were saying like hey this is an l take and then i got dms after saying like i actually agree with you but we can't say that <laughs> right so I was like, oh, I'm not crazy. So there has to be. A, so thank God a fan explained it to me. So I'm like, okay, I get it. Is this the activist side of the woke culture
2: in, on Twitter then? I, think, I don't know what Because it fuck has nothing to do with, let's say, wokeness. But then he is doing a good philanthropic
3: thing. Right. It's not like you're shitting on that. And I think it's that in part with him being open about him being on the spectrum, which is so unfair because oh, okay, so so okay, am I. Okay. But how come you guys are crapping on me? <laughs> I may look all put together, but trust me, bro, it's it's a struggle every day. Hey, well, yeah, we come in different shapes and sizes, yeah. man. So I was I was kind of like taken aback a little bit by it. Because I didn't understand, but people have to understand that after that video, there was new people that came to see him mm. and they don't know about that stuff. They're just seeing the food critiques and mm. they're just like, oh, this is all the same shit. <laughs> and that's all that it is. And- Ooh, okay. Weird, right? And I would love for him to come to L.A. And I would love to personally take him around to Los Angeles. We're talking about Los Angeles. I'm not talking about fancy restaurants. Fancy restaurants, no matter where you go, it's going to be good. Yeah, They get the best ingredients. They have the best chefs, some of the greatest minds, right? But we're talking about Los Angeles, just like every other place, too, that's in a small town, has great hole in the walls. And have been institutions for here for like 60, 70 years. 100 years. 100 years even, right? You go to Little Tokyo. Uh, you go out to like, East LA. Let's talk about the Mexican food alone. Yeah. You know, that El Cholo spot in K Town. Yeah. Established 1920, dude. Crazy. It's <laughs> still there. <laughs> exactly. You can go to Koreatown. Let's talk about Korean food. Yeah. But these are the type of foods that I guarantee that he would eat and he'd be like, This isn't good. Because the I once again, like the I the the response that I got for the people who didn't like what I said was He's just saying his opinion. I'm like, that's literally the dumbest response mm. because of course he's just saying his opinion. He's a fool critic. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, it's, it's redundant. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like I watched like the You're fi- not
2: supposed to critique a critiquer.
3: Oh, you're not supposed to feel a certain way about what somebody does for a living, even though his job is essentially what I'm doing. Okay, ask the
2: same people this. Like, um, get out. on Rotten Tomatoes. I went, I was so curious. I read that 1% guy that wrote that negative review and it's another black dude. Mm. Right? And he called it a, um, he called Get Out a um, basically runaway whitey movie for white people to be scared of black people. Oh, wow. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
2: And then you, so you look into this guy and he's like, he's a, Black Republican nationalist, you know, mm, mm, very right wing mm, guy, mm. and he just writes these um contrarian reviews, and so that was the only reason why ridiculous he didn't get a hundred percent, right That's hilarious ask those same told those same people that, hey, you can't be mad at that. That's just his opinion, bro. Yeah, right? exactly. Even though this guy clearly has a fucking motive. Yeah, 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 and yeah. He
3: shit on something. 100%. <laughs> and by the way, like I said, I actually like him because like, the way he does his video is super calm. Mm. And so I, I like the vibe of his videos. I just don't like his food reviews that do you, much. Do you feel like the way you're
2: responding to him, people feel and it's like a level of empathy, like you might make him
3: melt down? I feel like they feel like I'm punching down or something. Right, right. But then I saw his page. He has way more followers than me. I'm punching up.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> so what are you talking about I'm punching the fuck up? He's popping, dude. He is popping.
2: Yeah, you're the one with social Asperger's. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> where's my
3: sympathy? I mean, social media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah look at that number. With all the social media responsibility. Whoa. But yeah, like I would love for him to come to Los Angeles and for me to just get around a bunch of my chef buddies, and I know a lot of people who have hole uh, in the wall spots, and just show them like Los Angeles and the places that he ate at were like chains. I'm like, dog, mm-hmm. this is what I mean. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, I went to Dave and Buster's. <laughs> that, that shit was. That's shit. <laughs> like me going to Jersey and going like, dude, this fucking Jersey Mike's, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, give it a fair shake first. Like I said, there's no animosity, whatever. I like the dude a lot. I just want him to come here on me and I'll take you to great hole in the wall spots. It's just you. And also, too, by the way, like if he is from New Jersey, I don't know. I've gone to New Jersey multiple times. I have family out there. Mm. I Googled what is New Jersey known for, for food. The Google search came back. New Jersey is not known for good food. (laughs) That's what Google said. That is what Google said. <laughs> Maybe you should ask Bing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see what they said. it said that the the di- like diners is where um, Jersey is where diners were created after right, that. Right. But that was it. So even Google searches roasting Jersey.
0: Right.
3: So I don't want to hear any any slanderous talk about Los Angeles food scene because I do believe it's amazing here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. New York, Chicago, Houston, uh, and anywhere that you go. The food scene is going to be pretty good if you can find it mm-hmm. cuz you know South Carolina, North Carolina, they kind of might be the where I went was kind of in the boonies, but there was always a dope ass fucking uh barbecue spot, yeah. a rib spot and honestly outbeat 80% of the barbecue spots out in California, but everything around it wasn't that great. There's always something from where you go, but to say that Los Angeles has no good food whatsoever I, in my eyes made me go oh I don't need to look at your food reviews
2: no.
3: you know <laughs> and I think right. that's what it was for a lot of people who saw him after the 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 string content that he made like I said like the dude a lot I would love for him Keith if you ever see this most likely you're probably not your way above me but I would love <laughs> to take you around Los Angeles and show you some good fucking food food that you like not even the food that you probably will think is gross I'm talking yeah. about the food that you generally like I'll take you to spots out here and you'll fucking love it Jesus Christ man <laughs> So Japan though. Yeah. <laughs> I was the foot out there then. <laughs> what was it, what was this trip for? You know, Japan was like a honeymoon trip. Okay. But uh Japan was super cool. Like this is my this is my third time going. Mm. Right? And I think I might bring Mariel on here to talk about how to travel to Japan in the most comfortable way, right? Cuz she handled everything. Yeah. She is the spreadsheet person. She's the person that organizes everything from head to toe cuz obviously I can't get my shit together at all. Um there are a few things that this time around, like because I've been there so many times now, I got to see it with a less um, less biased perspective, right? In terms of the first time I went there, I was so amazed by everything. And same thing with the second time. Right. This time I was there for two weeks. It was a little bit too long for me. And I got to see things for what it is. So one of the things that I noticed in Japan is like, <clears throat> everybody who is making content in Japan that's from the United States, UK, wherever the fuck that they're at, they are literally going to the same list that everybody is blogging about and then putting into their Instagram reel Shibuya, Shinjuku and
2: that's it. But yeah, what Akihabara whatever, <laughs> yeah. right?
3: And all the food spots that they're showing oh, is right. just the same things over and over and over again. And I'm and like when I went there there was like I looked at these lists that had the same places. I'm talking about six or seven websites. Mm-hmm. So it's the same bloggers that looked at somebody else's blog and they just yeah. and they repeated it. So I went to like maybe, me uh, me and Mario went to maybe about three of them, and they were terrible. The coffee spots that they showed us was terrible. The food spots, I, I ate it. I'm like, this is like the most basic version of this in Japan. And mind you, we've been to Japan multiple times. Mario yeah. lived in Japan. So we were kind of shocked. Like, why is this here on the list? And what it is is that, number one, they can't speak the language, right? Right. The people who are making the list, they're obviously not locals. This is their first time going to Japan, and they just copy what somebody else did on the blog. Right. So I was very disappointed. And it's just like the social media age, right? They just have to make content. Right. So when they say this stuff, they go, oh, this is like the best ramen in Japan. How do you know? <laughs> you yeah. Japanese? Yeah. How the fuck? Jap- Tokyo has so many restaurants. It's unreal. Yeah, I'm talking about it's such a compact space. Every other store is a fucking restaurant. How do you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Impossible. So, what we did is that we asked friends, and then we pro tip, by the way, if you guys do go to Japan and you want to find good food that locals know, Google the word in Japanese. Right. And then the Japanese Google searches will come up. And I, you you think fucking uh, American Yelpers are vicious? Japanese Yelpers are right. fucking vicious. <laughs> right. Like every tonkatsu spot that, that I was looking up, three stars. Two and a half stars, 3.9, 3.8. I'm like, damn, do all of these suck? So there's just no way anybody can have or five stars. no four or five star at all.
2: Right. It's just dead honesty.
3: Dead mm-hmm. honesty. And I don't know what their standard is, yeah. but I ate at those three-star restaurants and they were delicious. <laughs> I was right. like, this is fucking fat.
2: Fantastic. And that's how you get around in Japan, then. You you look for the- (laughs) A hundred percent. But then it's got to have like 5,000 reviews on it. Like a lot of people- They don't
3: review a lot either. So like, I would say a restaurant with a lot of reviews is like 200 reviews. Mm, Okay. But they don't really have that review culture. I think that's a very Western thing. They go in, they eat their food. If they like it, they'll come back. Mm-hmm. that's about it they don't really need to openly place their opinion about restaurants like that Yeah, which makes it a little more difficult for people like us when we travel to find good places to eat the best stuff that I ate there was stuff we found off of Google hmm. right and then I'm like I should write about this I forgot <laughs> like, I don't know where it's at Yeah, I forgot where it was I don't know how to get back there I ate there and I was like this is the most delicious thing I ever ate and I turned around and I was in a different part of Japan right? <laughs> So everybody was asking like, hey, what restaurant is that? I go, I don't know. Like, I really don't know. I didn't go off these lists that you guys did. Right. So the best way to explore Japan is just to go. And if you see like a line with a bunch of salary men there, it's probably going to be really good. Right. If you see there with a lot of uh, like foreigners, it's probably not that good. Right. Here's a great example. Sujiki, uh, uh, Sujiki Sukiji, Fish market, mm-hmm. right? Very famous. Everybody goes there. It is the biggest tourist trap ever. And I just see a bunch of fucking people from the u s just like this is the best food ever. It's probably some of, not all of them it's It's better than stuff that you'll get in most places in the United States, yeah, but they figured out that it's now Instagram famous. They hijack the prices like five six x. Oh my gosh, ridiculous price. I was shocked, so you walk in and you don't actually see any locals. there's so no actual Japanese people, there. rarely <laughs> right like it's all foreigners there and the only people that are locals there are like honestly maybe i would say like 15%. right. and they jacked up all the prices people are eating everything and they they and literally down the street there's a place serving it for like four times less the price. and they don't know cuz they go this is the best food experience. if you've never been to japan i think you should go there but if you already went there once you don't need to go there again. right, right. it's it's kind of sad. no man like that
0: I think I
2: I have like an anti version of that story. You remember it's S- Dang? Yeah, right? So they they had they copied Mr. Possum, and they had spicy uh kalbi jim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they with put the cheese. mozzarella and then they Maybe. set it on fire, right? Well, it fucking blew up the one, when when the one next to Cafe Blue, right? It was just packed. But then Noticeably, it's packed with a lot of um, international Chinese students, right? And then, I guess they, their business did so well, they opened a second restaurant on Western. And it used to be a Sizzlers. So square oh, footage Oh, yeah, yeah, huge. yeah, 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 yeah. So that's their second Songnongdang, right? Now, here's the weirdest part about it. The customers segregated themselves. Really? So the one on sixth... Is where all the Chinese people go to. And one on Westerns where all the Koreans go to.
3: The dirty Chinese. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell do we do? It just split up and they segregated themselves. It's the same exact food though. (laughs) That's why I wonder if the prices are the same. That's hilarious. They just did it on their own. Yeah. They opened two locations and then the customers were just like, we'll go here. And you guys stay stay here. Yeah. That kind of weird. Um, I mean, we should probably talk about this. Now, just to preface this, I didn't watch The Little Mermaid. Uh-huh. Right? You didn't watch it either, right? Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. Okay, so, and I want to say this. Uh, we've been asked to do a review of The Little Mermaid, and I just can't get myself to watch it because I'm racist. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. The reason why is because I don't like any live-action reiterations of 2D animated films. Yeah. Um, Unless it goes straight on demand We're not jumping out of our seats Over the
2: animated version anyway Exactly The 1988 version Like We don't give a shit about
3: that I never had an attachment to The Little Mermaid In the first place So most likely why would I watch the live action version of it So I went to go see Beauty and the Beast with my sister Oh my god I went to watch that with Mariel
2: (laughs) And Emma Watson can't sing Dude Right (laughs)
3: <laughs> why did they cast her
2: bro right? yeah and so we live we leave the fucking theater and i'm clowning of it for all those reasons and my sister got just fucking mad like she why are it. you shitting on yeah this shit like because she grew up loving beauty and the beast so did i but not that way i understand why she was mad at me but like i didn't i guess i had to see like like, I didn't feel that way about it, so I was shitting on it that way. So I, the ultimate end-of-the-day thing was just like, then I don't feel like watching
3: Little Mermaid because I don't, I didn't care about the original one either. Because well, we're only going to see it for what it is, yeah, right? And I started looking at some of the, the, reading some of the critic reviews, which I rarely do before I actually watch the film. But I just know I'm not going to see it. I didn't like Beauty and the Beast. Didn't. I watched maybe 15 minutes of The Lion King. I thought it was fucking terrible. Yeah. Uh, Aladdin was not good. Aladdin was whack. It was such a
2: disappointment. Like, we saw the other ones, and it's like, <laughs> y- y- you haven't proven anything <laughs> to exactly. Us these Exactly. I
3: looked at the CG animation in the trailer for Little Mermaid, and <laughs> it was not good. And by the way, this is a movie set in the ocean after Avatar. Right. How? How are we going to watch this and enjoy this? Watching a crab with a Jamaican accent, that's an Actual crab. Instead, with, <laughs> it's just disgusting to look at. With no emotion in his face. These two little flappers. Yeah, yaman, real, Like, yo, I, I I, don't feel this.
2: That's the same with the uh, problem with Lion King was that oh. they didn't give these animals eyebrows. Yeah. No or emotions. Or, so they had no emotions to. Emotion emulate. is
3: so weird.
2: Yeah. So the animals were
3: talking, but then no... They, their faces weren't showing anything out of it. Like these 2D animated films with real creatures are always going to look weird. Yeah. Right? This is, by the way, an opinion of, of, of an adult watching this. I think when kids watch it, it's going to be a different feel, right? Especially yeah. if they didn't grow up watching the 2D animated film. I think for kids, it's fucking fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they can watch it and they'll enjoy it. But I'm talking about for the older adult audience that was already introduced to it as a 2D animated film. Right, and I go and I watch that, and I'm like, "This is kind of rough. Like, I I just don't have any interest in it." Um, we felt the same way with Mulan. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Mulan was another bust. I mean, all
2: of them. I mean, I think it's because the Jungle Book did so well. Though. Oh, you know, that's right. Uh, h- half of these killed it in the box office, despite the quality of, of what they are. They did the make a lot of money. Yeah. So you can think. I don't know, this current generation who just loves the shit from 20, 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. Just want to see a better version of it. Maybe that's all George Lucas's fault because he like redid the special effects of Star
3: Wars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey,
2: redo this too. Redo that too. So maybe we're
3: asking for it. There was um, a lot of backlash because apparently it tanked in uh, South Korea also China, (laughs) right? And now there's a bunch of people kind of digging up on the internet of a lot of racism, like colorism, like in Asia, saying like Asian people hate black people. right? And, you know, this obviously is in reflection that people start to kind of mix two things together where they now look at Asian Americans like this is your people. I'm like, nobody, me American, you know? (laughs) It's the same way like White people will
2: protest eating dog in Chinatown America. Yeah. Like, what are (laughs) you doing? What what the
3: fuck? I I, I don't understand why that happens to Asian people so much. Um, Like, like we are Asian Americans. We're different, yeah. We're very, very different. And that's the weird part about being Asian American. We don't actually belong fucking anywhere. Mm. We're not Asian enough over there and we're not American enough here. And so we're just like these people without a fucking land. And by the way, dude, like some Korean people said some horrendous shit. They they brought up this old uh picture of Halle Bailey and I think it was a black pink member. Uh-huh. And it was these comments from like Korean netizens. And yeah. you don't know how old these people are. They could be in their forties, their fifties, or whatever. Yeah. And they were saying some crazy racist shit to have. yeah Uh if you stay next to her for too long, that dark skin might rub off on you. Like some horrendous shit. That shit was terrible. And so, you know, they take these little excerpts and they go, this is all of your people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hold on a second. Um, and so they see like the box, it took, it took a box office hit yeah. in in, um, in South Korea, right? It didn't do that well, which for them it begs the question, like if this was a white Little Mermaid, wouldn't it have done better? Maybe. But then
2: the other question you could ask would be, with the context of the Little Mermaid story, the original one for The 88 animation Or even the original Germanic story Or whatever Do Eastern Asian people Even have any context About what this fucking story is about I don't know Which, Should they care? Yeah You know? Like, I don't know You and know what I know East Asians love They love Pirates of the Caribbean Maybe it was marketed wrong yeah. You
3: know? <laughs> Put
2: Sebastian in the forefront
3: You know? Yeah. I don't know They're just like Dude I'm hungry Yeah <laughs> They yeah. thought this was a fucking Netflix, a Netflix food it's just, documentary. A, I chef's table. I just thought it was like a mukbang. Yeah. Seafood. Oh, these oh, mukbangs are a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, when are they going to fucking eat this oh, crap? Oh, God. But
2: that's, it just goes along with the story. It's like, who, you always have to ask, like, who is this movie for? Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. then you just, at the end of the day, it's for kids. And it's for, for us, it's easy for us to look at. The Little Mermaid, and just completely always compare it to that. Mm. But then you look at the way we reviewed Mulan. We reviewed it for what it is. We didn't say a goddamn thing about the animated one.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) Right? We didn't say a goddamn thing about Mushu. We're not comparing it to that. We're just talking about look at this for what it is, as it is, right? And for what Little Mermaid is, it's for kids. Yeah. You know. So at the same time, if you didn't stress about it, nothing would change in your life.
3: Yeah, as when, much as you stressing about it, hundred percent, nothing is happening in your life either. When I saw kind of, you know, just the trailer for the Little Mermaid, I'm like, oh, this is literally a kids' film. Mm-hmm. Mulan didn't feel like it was a kids' film. This Little Mermaid feels like it's for children. Yeah. Like you're not gonna see us dissect this episode of Sesame Street. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I know who
3: is for. I yeah. get it, you know? So there's there's no point in us watching it and doing like an in-depth review on it. Mm-hmm. I, I just, because I find it pointless. Well, then like um, the same reason why we don't have to do an in-depth review of Super
2: Mario Brothers. Have you yeah. seen it yet? Yeah, I did see it. Yeah, right. And then you looked at the <laughs> t- t- man reviews. It's like, how could it be that bad? Yeah. How could 50% of movie critics say it's that bad when it's like, it's a
3: fucking kid's movie? This one was... So, people didn't understand this thing. I said this on the um, the one critique that I had of it, right? I enjoyed Super Mario because it hit my nostalgia points like a motherfucker. Mm. It was also very funny. It was lighthearted and it was great. the The problem that I had with it because it was a kid's film was the message towards the end. Yeah. It was the one thing that I was actually kind of laughing about because the movie was about so you have these two brothers who invested all their money and looking for their parents approval doing the right thing right. and that and their dad basically calls him a fucking loser right and then he has to go ahead and save the world get super yeah. powerful and he goes i guess i'm proud of you yeah. <laughs> you know i'm like that's kind of fucked up for kids yeah that was the one flaw that i found in it as a kids movie i'm like right. that message is kind of weird
2: they didn't have to include mario's family
3: at all right which was like yeah, kind of
2: a weird, like lesson to even tell. If you could have just cut it out entirely, but then the other, like, um little message behind it was like uh, Mario's entire character trait was not giving up, mm-hmm. right? And that's the essence of playing Mario Brothers. Is yeah, like you fucking die all the time, and you just
3: have to start over. Game ever, yeah.
2: It gets difficult, but you start over and over and over until
3: you beat it. Yeah, like Super Mario Bros. Like, what are we going to review? It's a kids' movie, literally made for kids. <laughs> yeah. There are Disney animated, like once again, Mulan, that didn't seem like it was made for kids. It was made for an older yeah. audience. And also, it, there was
2: so much beneath the surface of Mulan being this Chinese propaganda film that I,
3: I just had to expose it. <laughs> yeah. You know, Little Mermaid, too? Yeah. On top of the controversy of just. You know the what do you call it? Coastal racism, yeah, yeah. Right on the on the east side of the world, that was a big issue. There was people that mm-hmm. were upset that they were abolishing Caribbean slavery. That it wasn't a point that was being made in the Little Mermaid. <laughs> yeah, dude, fucking look that shit up right now. It says it, oh it just God. put in Caribbean slavery and Little Mermaid, and it was. The hottest topic. It was the next thing that Little Mermaid was being critiqued about. I'm like, bro, can this movie just breathe for a second? Can they just, people just watch it first before you go ahead and start shitting on it. Well, the the top hit is from
2: Fox News. Headline says, Little Mermaid remake condemned for erasing slavery in the Caribbean.
3: (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. In this kid's film, where did you expect them to insert that part?
2: Yeah. Like she just makes friends with this little slave girl and like what wants to offer her voice to her.
3: I mean, what, where, what do you do? Yeah, I don't what understand. Do do? Yeah, like I don't understand. Like this movie has gotten. It, this goes to show that you can literally complain about anything. Mm. It doesn't fucking matter. Like that was the most ridiculous shit I've ever heard in my fucking life. Like, okay, here's
2: here's someone that's actually worthy of a complaint. You, do you remember that Mel Gibson movie about the Revolutionary War? Yeah. The Patriot? Yeah. So it was like Braveheart, but America,
1: right? Mm. In the beginning of
2: the film, this guy, Mel Gibson character, has done very well for himself, right? He's got a lot of black folk on his property. And they come to ask him, like, the British revolutionaries... <laughs> Sorry. The British come to them and they're like, hey... Let's stand up against this revolt, right? Stay British. We'll set you guys free. Slavery is already illegal in Britain. And then the black characters go, we're free men here. We're here on our own willingly. This is about the founding of America. That movie erases slavery. What the fuck? It's supposed to be like this historical film. No,
3: sir. I'm happy being a slave. Yeah. It's like that almost. That like been a record scratch. That's
2: hilarious. But now That's we want terrible. to talk about the little mermaid being a problem. It's just like, hey, man, like you guys are 20 years too late on that shit. It's
3: just like they're not doing that. That's why they're not bringing it up. I guarantee when they were doing this rewrite and then putting it into the Caribbean, they were never going to expect that to be one of the harshest critiques that they were going to receive (laughs) that they erased slavery
2: so when they say erased, i mean i didn't read the whole article is it because you don't see
3: slaves i don't know like i don't i once again we didn't watch the film so maybe we're kind of casting stones when we really shouldn't be right but i just it's a it's a kid it's a fucking mermaid yeah it's a half fish half person
2: and then all of a sudden we go into the 12 years of slave story and then, like, I we jump back into this mermaid story. It's yeah. like, where do you fit that? With the talking
3: crab, the talking yeah. fish, and then a talking bird. What are you talking about? I, I don't understand oh, this. Man. Like, the only, I think a film that Disney could really do really well um, without making it corny, having the, the animals talk with their mouths, obviously, fucking Pocahontas. Mm. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think Pocahontas, because it's, you know, John, what's his name? John Smith. John Smith was a real person. Pocahontas was a real person. But the real story is tragic. Yeah, let's not do that. Yeah, that's (laughs) what I'm saying. I want want the
2: colors of the wind. No, no. (laughs) Yeah, that's this thing, because Pocahontas is like historical revision. It's like, she was kidnapped and raped, 16-year-old girl. Yeah, never mind, guys. Um, They took took her to England, forced her to have white babies, braided her around as like this like exotic native and shit. She had a horrible life afterwards. Okay, I thought the
3: real story was this girl could talk to deers and raccoons. Yeah, and she had a beautiful singing voice. Yeah, (laughs) and she was hot as hell. (laughs) That's the
2: thing. You can't remake that, I guess. I think they're skipping that and going straight to Hercules.
3: Okay. Hercules would be good. Hercules would be good. I love
2: Greek mythology. Yeah. And the style that they have it in, like keep that up.
3: Yeah. Keep that up.
2: That would be fucking amazing. Yeah. But then like you can't force us to like shit, right? Okay. So the other thing is you have to remember what Disney was for us growing up, right? It was a girl's product. Oh yes, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. In yeah. the '90s, '80s, Disney was always a girl's product. It was always about the princesses and stuff, right? Being saved by the man. And- yeah. So the boys, like we, even if I watched the movie, you didn't really give a shit about these princes. Like we did give a shit about, like I guess Simba and Aladdin until, and then you got something like Hercules, right? Where there were they had to cater more to the boys of America, right? Then once they became this giant conglomerate like what did they do they bought fucking marvel and star wars star wars to get the boys Mm. to the disney conversation right now here's the thing they didn't boy up the disney product they girled up the marvel products Mm, mm, mm. they girled up star wars right I think that's why you're getting a lot of that incel noise from the boys being like, oh, eh, my girl, female leads. Like, this was my Star Wars. This was my superhero, or whatever, right? And then, but at the same time, they're always like looking at the boys like, you don't like Little Mermaid
3: because you don't like <laughs> black people or you don't like women. And it's like, wait. No, it's Little Mermaid. <laughs> yeah, it's just not for us. It wasn't like marketed towards us, it yeah. wasn't it, nothing about that. You know, for me growing up, made me want to watch Little Mermaid. Yeah, I only watched Little Mermaid because I had to. I was forced to because there was other people at the church that were girls that wanted to watch Mm -hmm. Little Mermaid. I didn't want to watch that shit. Did you have the original VHS with the dicks? dicks? With the dicks? My my cousin does. (laughs) Yeah, my cousin still has it. Got the OG fucking Dick VHS, man. There was like an interesting conversation too when um when it came to like the idea of uh, Little Mermaid and you know you. People get upset at Disney because the conversation about that is that Disney is just going too woke. Yeah. Right. So when they are replacing certain said nostalgic 2D animation films with other ethnicities or races, like in this case for Little Mermaid, it's with Halle Bailey. Mm-hmm. Um they go, Oh, you're now you're just trying to be too woke. Uh I had to sit there and think about this, right? Because in my mind, it's what the fuck's the problem? It's a mermaid. <laughs> That shit's not even real. Yeah. What are, this is not a historical fucking film. Yeah. It's not real. So I don't have an issue with it. Right. And then I I have to start reading what other people are thinking just to understand the fucking pandemonium. Like, Mm -hmm. what is this about? And it wasn't even about a nostalgia factor. There, a majority of the people that were writing their qualms with this whole situation wasn't about them messing with something that they loved growing up, which is what I thought it was originally. Mm. It was just, this is Disney being so fucking woke that they have to make everything about race. Right, so they don't even care in the first place. They don't care at all. They just care that there's a black person. They think it's like some kind of political move. Yeah. I don't know if it is or not. I just don't fucking care. Every, every It seems like every like old ass
2: culture has some sea creature mythology. Right, I mean, like, the reason why it's in the Caribbeans is because the people of that area fucking migrated down to the Caribbeans to do their pirate shit, you yeah. know? To do their lawlessness or whatever. And they and brought pr- all
3: those mythologies down there. And 100% sure. Now, I'm not sure, but if there are crabs in fucking Norway, <laughs> I'm 100% <laughs> sure they don't got a Jamaican accent. Yeah. <laughs> Ariel. <laughs> Like, I'm pretty sure that's not happening either. So I I don't really agree with that either, right? Mm -hmm. One of the things that maybe this is, you know, and I was reading kind of uh, what other people were saying who were like black Americans or, you know, from wherever they're at. They said the one thing that they did wish was that Disney would start creating more black stories that aren't changing the characters of already stories that were written, written for white people. Yeah, Like, we don't want that. Yeah, like let them let fucking white people have white 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 mermaid, right? Mm -hmm. Give us our own story. Like, let's start making new Disney animated films with real black stories and real black characters, so we don't have to say that we don't because it's. And I was like, oh, I can kind of see that too. Yeah, you know, but that's not what people are saying. If I I think if that was the story, I would understand a little more. Yeah, I mean, if they gave us
2: like here's the thing, like. The easiest thing that I could think of, like when we talk about, let's talk specifics with Asian Americans, then let's talk Korean superheroes, right? We got Teguki
3: uh, The Guki, yes. Yeah.
2: And uh, Amadeus Cho, the mm-hmm. Hulk, right? I can understand that it is much easier to tell a, a Korean story as the Hulk with the Han and the anger issue, A hundred percent. You know, than it is to tell the Teguki story, like, like the Captain Korea story, yeah. right? Um but in any case would you want the next iron man to be korean american
3: No I don't care No like what does that even do for us at all Yeah what's what's korean. this fucking iron man going to do work at Samsung? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is the CEO? He's the CEO of He's Samsung. CEO of Samsung?
0: <laughs> we
3: are just as good as Apple. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they always take an idea from my yeah. phone and they put in theirs for like a three year later. He said, nobody buy the Sony. I
2: know. <laughs> and nobody
3: buy Sony anymore. Japanese phone is right. a stupid. Wait for the Samsung PlayStation. <laughs> Their fucking arch nemesis is like LG and shit. Like, yeah. what the fuck? I don't need that. I, so I do kind of see yeah, that Yeah, we need our own stories. Yeah, right? I, I would prefer that. And there is actually going to be a Disney animated film of a, of an original black character too. I think it's coming out in June. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, that it's what we need. Like in, in my heart of hearts too,
2: like we, we are seeing so much representation for Asian Americans. Right. But I'm saying that blanket, like as a blanket statement, cause I think I really mean Chinese American. <laughs> There's so much Chinese American content. Oh, a hundred percent. But then they keep marketing Asian American, Asian American, cause they want all of us to sit, watch it. Cause it's, Asian people.
3: My lovely genius brain farts. This podcast is brought to you by Fume. Ever tried to break a bad habit and felt like you're climbing Everest in flip-flops? Yeah, we've been there too. But here's a breath of fresh air. Fume, it's not about giving up. It's about switching up, baby. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and a whole lot more enjoyable. What is Fume, you ask? Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device that does just fat instead of vapor fume uses flavored air instead of electronics fume is completely natural and instead of harmful chemicals fume uses delicious flavors you get it instead of bad fume is good it's a habit you're free to enjoy that makes replacing your bad habit easy i keep one in my car just because i'm a fidgety guy and guess what i'd be puffing on that delicious herbal tea vapor my friends nothing bad for you in there and definitely definitely Fun to use, my friends. Start the year off right with the good habit by going to tryfume.com/genius and getting the Journey Pack today. Fume is giving listeners of the show 10% off when they use my code Genius to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Start the good habit at tryfume.com/genius to save 10% off the Journey Pack today. But that's what a lot of Asian Americans even do here, right? Mm -hmm. Where, uh, for example, somebody will say, well, how come you're not going to this? They kind of just lump us all into one without kind of recognizing our own personal identities, right? Mm -hmm. Because Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Indonesian, Hmong, Malaysian, Laos, all tie, all distinctly different cultures. Yeah not even remotely fucking close. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they all kind of just lump us all into one. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people like you wouldn't do that to European countries. No. You you know what I'm saying? So Hell, they even throw in, you know, Pacific Islanders, Polynesian yeah. people. And they have their yeah. own distinct culture. Yeah. Indian people have their own distinct culture. And so we all just always get kind of tossed into one thing. Um I did get a little <laughs> there's this comment that Kind of got under my skin a little bit because this was an older, older Asian guy, and I couldn't believe like what he wrote because of how fucking dumb he is. Mm-hmm. He wrote this thing where I said on a on, on a podcast with Tim, I go, "I was like, I don't really need, um, you know, AAPI month. Like that's it's not my thing, right? I don't mm-hmm. think I I don't personally need it." And this guy was like, why do you always just say stupid shit just to say stupid shit? Like, why are you, why are you shitting on this Asian American thing? Like, I would have loved to have that when I was a kid. I was like, cool, because you were a self-hating Asian. I wasn't. <laughs> I could say that I didn't need it growing up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I was not the self-hating Asian, which is the reason why I started this channel. Not the reason why, but I was one of the few that started this channel and just was who I was. You know?
2: Yeah, I, I wonder about that too. I mean, everyone has their own story, but I don't understand where people feel like, ah, I, need someone, I needed someone to tell me I should have been proud of myself for being Asian. I'm like, what? And I actually- like, why did you, need, uh, that's, that's a general curiosity I, that I don't understand in other humans. Why did you need someone else to tell
3: you to be proud of who you why are? Why is that their responsibility? Yeah. And I, I sat and I thought about this, right? Um, like, why is it that this type of person always exists? Like now,
2: mm.
3: like you, I. If I had this, I would have been proud. I think it's actually guilt. They feel guilty for denouncing their culture. Their language, their heritage. They're now 40 years old. They don't know their fucking language. They don't know where they fucking came from. They wear their shoes in their house. (laughs) (laughs) They eat their ramen with the fork. (laughs) They talk back to their parents. They call them mom and dad by their first names (laughs) Janine. You know? So they denounce their culture so much, but then when they were younger, they're projecting. The stuff that they hated about mm. themselves onto like somebody like me or somebody else.
2: Because you and I know some Gen X youngs mm-hmm. who are almost pushing fifty, who was like that in the nineties, yeah. who was just like, you know, needed to be accepted as, as damn near being
3: white. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And now they're doing the opposite of like, yeah, more represent, more representation. It's like, listen, chill. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And so when I don't share their sentiment and I say, actually, I'm not a part of your group. I grew up very fortunately, or maybe I was just fucking crazy enough to, I always carried my culture on my back, no matter where the fuck I went. Even when I was around people who weren't Korean or they weren't Asian, right? I was Korean first always. Mm -hmm. I never fucking hid my food. Uh, I only hid my food because my dad told me not to, because he told me it was going to stink. But I was the kid that brought kimchi fried rice to school. Yeah, I didn't give a fuck what somebody else thought, so- I don't share your sentiment. I'm not saying what you're feeling is wrong, but for you to tell me that I I feel like a- API month doesn't do anything for me because I always carried my ethnicity on my back, why are you mad at me for? Right. You should be proud of me. You have other reasons to
2: have a chip on your shoulder. Meanwhile, there are people out there who are using their Asian identity as the chip on their shoulder. Yeah, sh- sh- their shoulder. Like and f- you gotta understand like you gotta let that go <laughs> like, yeah. you gotta let that go Also, like, too, being Asian being your
3: downfall you gotta let that go also you know I'll, I'm also a part of the Asian community why are you beating on me fool yeah <laughs> what's up bro why are you beating on me oh where are those people to fucking defend you <laughs> I know but like, you forget i dude I'm the original gookie fool yeah like I was out here doing shit when you weren't saying shit at all mm-hmm. so as much as I, I never talk about the shit that I do. Nobody ever gets to say anything about me about supporting Asian shit at all. Yeah, I am a fucking four founder, God founder in this space when it comes to that stuff. You got your first viral start because you were shitting on a racist white group. <laughs> exactly. Like when it was not cool to do this, I was doing it, yeah. and I got shitted on. I got verbally bashed in these comments and none of you said anything none of you were creating content with me none of you came to these shows with me none of you came to these speeches with me. none of you but you they said-, said
2: you were saying what i feel yeah that's what they gave you props for because you had the guts to say it. exactly
3: <laughs> so the idea that now that this 40 year old man mid 30s whatever is coming out and saying hey and then, by the way it's not a big deal i'm just i I'm, I'm gonna be honest i i just couldn't figure out what this guy was saying yeah you know it's just like why 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 do you have to say that you don't need AAPI month? Like, why can't I? Mm-hmm. I'm also a part of the Asian community. I can have my say in this.
2: Morgan Freeman says he that there shouldn't be a Black History Month. He's allowed and to people have that opinion. Allow him to just like, all right, Mr. Like, yeah. like they they disagree, but they're not gonna like like what are you gonna get out of him by asking that anyway?
3: Like also too, just to kind of get people to understand my perspective on that, for me personally. I never looked at Asians as lesser than in mm. this country. Yeah. I never did. I never shared your sentiment up with that. And you never felt lesser than I never than felt anyone. it either because, yeah. and my dad always put it to me in the best way possible. He goes, and I, you know, when I was a kid, I remember when customers would come in and they would like verbally abuse my dad. And it wasn't a lot of them. Like I said, I'm t- only talking about like the 2%, 5% of customers that yeah. would do this. And, my dad, I specifically remember my dad. I'm like, why don't you say some shit, dude? Like, you should say something. He goes, why? I'm like, what do you mean why? He goes, because, he goes, listen, when somebody says racist things to me and says terrible things about, like, and my dad's laughing and saying that he's speaking to me in Korean, he goes, do you ever see a, like, do you, you always see a dog bark at the moon? Do you ever see the moon howl, ba- howl back at the dog? Mm. <laughs> he goes, why? Mm. It's pointless. People who talk about me like that are beneath me. You know what I'm saying? Right. So he goes, we're, he goes, I'm a business owner. I came to the country and I now own a business. It was hard. I didn't know the fucking language. I worked fucking five, six jobs. And I somehow made it out here where I still barely speak English. And I, I'm, i we're not rich, but we get by. But I did this with my own effort.
2: It's so funny. The analogy your dad game gave you is such a Korean immigrant analogy <laughs> yeah. because it's very similar to Ty- Tywin Linus- Lannister. Oh, is it? About a lion not concerning himself with the opinions of a sheep.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Same Korea thing. doesn't have lions. And sheep. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Does the dog bark at the
3: moon? Yeah. <laughs> does the chindoke fuck it? <laughs> you know. And so, um, like for me, I never thought of like Asian people. I I thought we killed it silently. Like yeah. we did it by. Accumulating wealth by owning businesses, mm-hmm. and then sending kids to college, and our—you know—a lot of Asian American kids. We even had the statistics for. We're the ones that go to college. We're the ones that go to Ivy League colleges, to UCs, to to universities all across the nation. Yeah. So there was no point for me to be like, okay, Asian people aren't killing it. If you thought that, that's on you. That's not on me. Yeah. So that's my perspective of like, I never understood. I know I do understand is what I'm saying. I do understand why people will enjoy and they like AAPI month, mm-hmm. I don't need a whole month for that. That's my existence. Yeah. So it just doesn't resonate with me
2: like that. That's yeah. all. I mean I live in K Town. It's AAPI every all
3: day all day, every day, every dude. Day. No. <laughs> so it's it's whatever. But you know, for people out there who are in different parts, like you know, when you were out in Seattle out yeah. in the boonies, it's for them. I get it. It's for mm-hmm. you. But I should be allowed to say, hey, I, I don't really need it. I think really it's for public schools. Yeah, public <laughs> schools. Yeah. There's that kid out there that might need it. They want that recognition for it, right? Yeah. But I, I, in general, don't like identity politics. Yeah, and that kind of feeds into that. So I, I'm not. Maybe that's why I'm not a big fan of it. There's probably a little more thinking that I have to do into it. But when people tell me, "Oh, it's AAPI month," it doesn't mean shit to me. Yeah, it doesn't make me happier. It doesn't make me sadder. I just go, "Oh, that's cool." That's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like at first, like
2: when I was aware of AAPI, it was because. Um, you know when you scroll through a Comcast menu? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they'll be like their own ads and shit, and they would just run K-pop, and I'm like, what the fuck? This is long ass time ago. Mm. It's like it's AAPI month. I never heard of that. Yeah, and I was like, oh shit, that's cool, right? And well, that was like 13 years ago. But look what's happened um, since Psy and since Big Bang, since 21, since every single K-pop artist that's just hit it big here in the states. It's like K pop's just on the radio. Yeah, it's you know? just there. It's like it doesn't, they don't have to put it on because it's a certain month, you know?
3: And also, too, sometimes I feel, and I wonder if other people feel this way too. I feel with a lot of Asian Americans, when they try to do Asian American social justice, we never try to figure out our own way of doing things. Mm. We always just try to piggyback off of like black culture, white yeah. culture. It's like, how about we develop our own identity here? Yeah. Like they go, oh, you know, Black Americans have this, we should have. This. No, 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 no. Let Black Americans have what they have. Yeah. Right? And let's create what we have. Yeah. And sometimes I just feel a little confused about that type of stuff. I just don't also like people dictating how I should feel about my culture, like how I feel about it. It's mm-hmm. so weird. And they say that you're the one with the problem
2: with internalized racism. It's because you don't like being Asian. That's why you don't support it. Like, I've gotten that accusation. Like, Which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, so it was because of a you know q and A. Q&A, like when when I had lost hundred pounds, I just got a million questions all the time, and so I did this kind of Q and A thing, and then it was like it was a joke, right? I wrote the pros and cons of of losing weight, and it was I said that um, more white people, Latino people, and black people hit on me. They come and talk to me now. Right. And then I got, I got attacked by a bunch of Asian college college students saying that I have internalized racism because I don't want to date Asian girls. That's not what you said, but that's not what I said. Right. I was making the point that like, yo, like in this day and age, I'm getting hit on by more people of different races, not just Asians, you know? That's something new to me because I went to high school and had a white blonde girl tell me in my face that I am the ugliest guy in school. Yeah. You know, I've had, i lived in that day and age when white people would just say, you have a flat face, your pancake face. I should kick you in the back of the head so your face comes <laughs> out. God damn. Are they tell me that shit. Yeah, yeah, dude. You know, like I lived in that day and age where like I got fucking hate crimes right yeah but then i'm having these fucking college kids tell me all this woke shit like i like and they it's will so never because, experience what they are so scared of
3: well this is what i'm saying That's that's the weird part right they are inherently hating the stuff that they see in themselves you are the self-hating asian mm-hmm. for you to go out of your way and bring another asian person down and and you have created this narrative that wasn't there. Yeah, it's so weird. Also, it's a projection. Too, yeah, projection. And I also dislike sometimes. And you know what? I gotta say this too because I was once you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I really was. And you know, when you get older, hopefully you'll snap out of it too. And I empathize with you a lot because when you're younger, you get angry about fucking everything, everything. and you want to complain about shit and speak for other people when you haven't experienced those experiences yourself. You're scared about things that has not happened to you. You live in this state of fear with experiences that you have not fucking experienced. Right. And so you don't really, you get to, but you don't get to say that to somebody who has experienced that type of stuff. You don't live in that fucking world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like for somebody to go out of the way and be like, well, you have internalized racism, blah, 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 and you don't know what it's like. It's like, no, no, no. You don't know what it's like. Yeah. You actually don't. You literally don't know
2: what it's like. Like, the situations i've been in like and the responses i've had to make were always just split second it was do or die you know and what i know is most of these kids would have no fucking clue to, of what to do in the situations i've been in like one time in school so i told you that there were other asian kids but they're all adopted yeah yeah <laughs> yeah school, yeah, right? yeah so they all have white parents well there's this huge ruckus and like ruckus in the the hallways, right? I'm like what the fuck is going on? And this dude is in this adopted Korean girl's face, right? And so I walk up like, "Oh, what the fuck?" and I'm right there, and he goes, "Get the fuck out of my face, you fucking gook!" Right? And I froze. I froze. And she froze, and everyone's like, "Oh." And everyone's looking at me, and I froze. And he walked away. And I was so ashamed of myself.
0: It's that day. hard though.
2: Yeah. So the next time, same grade year too, because hey, who who'd think this would happen twice in a year? Some motherfucker call me a gook again in that hallway. And I fucking I gave it to him I fucking socked him in the face. I'd never done it before in my life. Socked him. And I made sure my everybody saw. And now I had the reputation don't call him a goo yeah <laughs> right because i didn't do something before and they felt empowered to say it to me again so i fucking sucked them and then they i never was called that
3: again you know that was a thing too when you know like when you stand up for yourself and you kind of make it hard for somebody to bully you it 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 kind of stops not all the time yeah. right and i think you know, I thought you were going to say it was like the next year I saw him and I was like, that's racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, what are you talking about, bro? Yeah. <laughs> I've
2: been thinking about that in the shower
3: all my life. <laughs> like a whole year later. Yeah. Shit.
2: shit. Like, you know, what are you going to do? That kid ended up being expelled anyway. And I never saw him again. Yeah. You know, but that's also because my friend was there. Like he took it fucking lunch tray and
3: broke it over his head and god fucking damn kicked the shit out of him while was on the ground that's the thing too man when we look back at these situations and you know we've said it on this podcast a million times over like you should never have to beat yourself up about that because it's never happened to you before for the first time mm-hmm. for the for the first time it happened yeah so you don't know how to react you don't know how your body's going to react you don't know what you're going to do or say and I like I said I told this story a million times over. I've said like, "Hey, if I see some bad shit go down and I see somebody in trouble, somebody's getting robbed, I'll probably step in." No, they didn't. <laughs> I watched it go down right in front of that John Juice in South Pasadena and I saw them ride away with the bike. Yeah. And I fucking 20 minutes later, "Hey, yeah. you know it's just you don't know what's going on. You're always this like hero in your head." Yeah. And you know the you know the reality is is you you big yourself up a lot more than you actually, uh, Mm -hmm. than the person that you actually are. And I think that we do that in those uncomfortable situations, but at least like the second time around, you fucking did something about it. And, but
2: you got to understand then there's like a million other Asian Americans then someone called them a chink. Someone says something on the road and they froze and that person just rode off and then they just have been living with that for years kind of shit, you know? I mean, like, the shit that happened in New Orleans.
3: Oh, yeah, that's right. I couldn't process it because I've never been called that before. But I was I was ready because I have been my whole life. Yeah. Right? But I was holding your Sony.
2: What is it? Was the A3? Yeah. I was holding that camera and I had a cigarette in the other hand. I just, I throw shit when I'm angry. I yeah. I throw shit. It was like, so I threw the
3: cigarette, but it was like, and he drove off and I was just like, so fucking angry. I remember I said, I was like, like, like what did he say? <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? because I I couldn't you know process it. I was like, what do you say? And I think the part that diffused it for me the most was like the people that were next to us, and they're like, he's a fucking asshole. Don't worry yeah. about him. Yeah. And so because that wasn't the the general consensus was that this was wrong, and other people around like that fucking guy's an asshole. Yeah. I felt a lot better because they're like, hey, New Orleans I ain't like that like that guy's an asshole yeah it's they like, just didn't want us to walk away with the bad impression true because everyone
2: else was fucking awesome to us
3: yeah, yeah. Dude, they were all chill and they're just like yeah don't fucking worry he's a fucking asshole i'm like oh okay that's cool um yeah it was just really hard to process because i didn't <laughs> really he was in a beat up truck too so yeah. i was like
2: god damn it <laughs> like how he the was stereotype. Punching <laughs> yeah <laughs> the stereotype was just too hard
3: <laughs> like god damn it i forgot about that shit dude yeah. that was in new orleans That was fucking weird that day. Yeah. And like I said, that's why I understand why a lot of kids out there, they probably need the AAPI month because they don't grow up in an environment where, you know, being Asian is something that's looked at as positive. Yeah. So, like I said. It could be for those kids in like St. Louis, you know, Kansas City. Yeah, maybe they need it too. So, okay, well, so I look back it, I understand why he's upset. I just think it's weird that he's upset that I have an opinion about my own Asianness and that I feel like I don't need it. Mm -hmm. Like, why are you putting yourself into my fucking shoes? Right. Express how you feel about it, and then express that you needed it growing up. But because you, like, you know, what we said before, I had to think about it. You are upset at me because you probably wish you did what I did when I was younger. Mm -hmm. You know, where I said stuff, like I spoke up about shit. Fought back. I fought back. You You never did your dignity. Yeah, like and the so the
2: only now, one that can take my dignity away is myself. Yeah, damn right. right? You and, cannot make a clown out of me.
3: And yeah. so now for him, it's like instead of going ahead and saying the stuff that you wanted to say at those people, you're saying it to me now. Yeah. Like what is projection. A, yeah, I tough definitely. guy. Like you're yeah. saying it to your Asian brethren. You should have said it to that other person. You should have been the kid out there that, yeah. You didn't erase your fucking culture. You learned the fucking language, you know? You should have been that person, but you weren't. Don't put that on me. That's not my responsibility. I'm gooky all the way, dude. (laughs) (laughs) We know who we are. We're securing who we are. And we know
2: all of our flaws, too. Yeah. You know, we don't hide that. That's, I mean, that's the very idea, too. Like, um, have you seen a lot since the, I mean, it is Pride Month. Like, people ask, well, then, like, why? Why do they have to be so proud, right? Like, there's no hetero pride month or whatever, right? Because we're the norm. It's the norm. Like, what's the percentage? I don't know, like 90% of the population? Yeah, you've never been told to be ashamed of yourself for who you are, right? Black people historically have been told to be ashamed simply because of the color of their skin, you know? And a lot of people for their cultures and their histories, which is why there are months and days to celebrate them. Because, you know, with St. Patrick's Day, yeah, Irish people were shit on for a long time. Yeah. I feel like maybe with Italian Americans, they want to keep Columbus Day because it's all they got. Yeah. but the rest of the world is like fuck christopher columbus yeah 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 but
3: i understand why you would fight but yeah fuck him, you know yeah that's i i did read a lot about that online you know especially because on twitter people are complaining about mm-hmm. pride month and stuff like we don't i always hear that argument we don't have a straight month it's because we don't need it it's like the majority really of us out bald. there yeah so we weren't like an oppressed group or anything like that so for them to be able to kind of show their happiness out in public in the most extravagant way possible is the opposite side of the spectrum of them having to hide it their whole lives because they're afraid of getting beat up, having people saying that they were possessed by fucking demons. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Doing exorcisms on them, yeah. going through uh, sexual retraining. Like, come on, man. It's, it's, it's a pretty simple concept. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you may not like it, right? It makes you uncomfortable or some shit. Fine, that's whatever. But for you say you don't understand it, you, that's pretty fucking dumb. Yeah. You know, I mean, even the way it's categorized too, with like when people say AAPI,
2: they're still thinking East Asian people.
3: Yeah. 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 So,
2: you know, I've told you before about this rabbi friend of mine. He was like, you know, because he's Jewish, he's like, hey, man, I'm Asian too. No one says Jews are Asian, but like we are West Asia, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and he's like, but nobody says that, but we consider us Eastern. Like, judaism is an eastern ideology you know central asia it's all arabic it's all muslim it's india it's all of that russia is asia too i'm gonna see, I'm, I'm gonna see where you put your shoes first yeah <laughs> <laughs> where the fuck did you put your shoes
3: yeah. if you took it out before you went in the house maybe
2: but you know is this is america so it's just this kind of clownish representation of who we are it's just you know this east asian look so that's another thing so- like With Native Americans, right? Should Pacific Islanders be lumped in with Natives instead Mm.
3: then? Or are they Native Asians? (laughs) Like, I don't know. Well, this is where it gets all muddled, you know, and I think now we're so into, once again, the, you know, I talked about identity politics. Like, Mm -hmm. people are so focused on their identity and kind of basing their whole life and culture off of this identity. It's weird to me.
2: That's another thing. Isn't identity politics putting yourself in a box? Yeah categorizing yourself yeah you want a checkbox. that's why
3: you want to check something that represents you on a government piece of paper yeah like this is who i am because of this there are things that we could pay homage to that we love but there are more things outside of just what you look like the color of your skin Mm -hmm. i mean i thought that's like the martin luther king tip i I thought that's what we were going for yeah but now people actually this box that i feel like martin luther king and a lot of people uh, you know, let's say even Malcolm X, like we were trying to push ourselves out of this box. People are like, no, 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 no. I feel more comfortable if you categorize yeah. me. Like, don't look at the, uh, my ability. Don't look at my talents. Don't look at the things that I do. See what the color of my skin is first before you talk to me. And right. I'm like, this seems a little backwards. So backwards,
2: ass backwards, dude. Like, I, I can't stand, it. I mean, we, we said it before, like, because of what woke has become, right? What was woke originally? <laughs> right? It was the idea of recognizing the struggles of the oppressed people in our country. And Bill Burr made that joke, but very poignant real fact that sex of of white people, whether they be white gay people or white women stepped in front of the line of oppression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just took over what woke meant. Mm -hmm. And now it became more first world problems.
3: Anyways, guys, that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. Uh, Hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Uh you can catch Genius Brain every Sundays at 12 p.m. and you can catch Ed at Ed Park VP and Bible Study at Momo's. Uh see you all next time. Peace. Peace.
1: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well,